Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, Love Food listener. Julie Duffy Dillon here, your host and registered dietitian that is partnering with you on your food peace journey. This is a very special bonus episode that I want to give to you because I am so grateful for all your support the last four years. Yes, it's been four years that we've been doing this Love Food podcast. And again, I'm so grateful for your support. I also am starting a new project called the After the Letters Project over on Patreon. You can check out the details at patreon.com slash lovefoodpodcast. And if you want to get a taste of actually what these After the Letters Project episodes are all about, well, I am sharing them here with you. Over the next few weeks, I'll be sharing with you a few of these episodes. This is the only time I'm going to be sharing them, but I wanted to give you just a special gift because I'm so thankful for your support. Give you some extra mojo for your food peace journey during the holidays and give you a taste of what it's all about to see if that's actually something you want to do. So again, check out the details at love. No, check out the details at patreon.com slash love food podcast. All right. I'll see you in there. Hey there, patron. Thank you so much for supporting Love Food Podcast. And last two episodes of the After the Letters Project, I've been giving you some tidbits that have helped other people along their food peace journey during the holidays. And so this is all based on a listener question that I'm going to read for you now just so we're all on the same page. So a listener recently asked me, how do I navigate food peace during the holidays? 
I'm single and all the pressure to not be and seeing family that has to always talk about diets, bodies, and how they worry about my health. It sends me into a constant tailspin. So what you'll remember or recall, or you can go back and listen to, is that there's a poll to, um, for all of us to just fix this on our own. And it's really important to name that this is not our problem individually. This is our problem culturally. This is a, a burden that we don't individually carry because you know what, listener, you are not the one that needs to be fixed. What needs to be fixed is our misogynistic um, and white supremacist. I don't know if I'm using correct grammar there, but if you know me well, you know that's not my strong suit. But basically the bullshit systems that are really making things so many of us are not feeling at home in our own skin. And also this diet culture twist is this tool from white supremacy and misogyny, we somehow think that we are the ones that need to be fixed, but yet, no, it's the diet culture that needs to be fixed. And it is everywhere. And so rallying with people who are also navigating away from diet culture, that's the first thing that I encourage anyone to do. And then the last episode of the After the Letters Project, we discuss ways to fill a toolbox and actually two toolboxes, your grounding toolbox and your disconnection toolbox. And right now, what I want to talk about is actually some food part. I know I actually talk about food sometimes as a dietitian, right? It's kind of funny because it's oftentimes the last thing on the list, but it's in the middle this time. But what I want to talk about is how to focus on the self-care with food during the holidays. I think it's really important to honor how challenging it is to walk into a family function, especially with family members you haven't seen for a long time, or family members who hold bigoted opinions about certain bodies that you may identify with, and how hard that is to take care of yourself when you're gearing up to go into the lion's den. And if you can strategically provide consistent nutrition, consistent ways to nourish yourself, leading up to that, during that time and afterwards. It's a really wonderful thing to do as you're navigating your food peace journey. Because part of our innate wisdom is that when our body is going through restriction, starvation, or dieting, or lifestyle change, it doesn't matter what you call it, but when the body doesn't get enough food, the amygdala, you know, the primal part of our brain, it gets all amped up and sends the craving to binge. It sends out certain hormones. One in particular is neuropeptide Y. And that's a hormone that basically tells our body, eat all the carbs in particular, because if a person is restricting calories and or carbs, neuropeptide Y is released to tell the body to get that food. So get all the carbs or any kind of food you can get your hands on, eat it rapidly before it goes away because the the body thinks it's in danger. And a lot of times when we are surviving traumatic situations, reliving traumatic situations or having to navigate traumatic situations, our amygdala also is activated and it sets in a flight or fright kind of response. And that tells our body to... um, rally all of the resources 
and um, basically shoot out a ton of adrenaline. And that that experience is exhausting. It's like running a marathon. And so our body will crave a lot more food. That's a really normal physiological experience. It's not a weakness. It's not that you're doing it wrong when that happens. It's really you being a successful human. So as you are gearing up for these family situations, I think it's really important to kind of map out ahead for yourself, like make a little roadmap. Like let's say you live in the United States and you celebrate Thanksgiving. And as you listen to this, Thanksgiving has already happened, but I feel like it's a kind of nice uh, way to explore this. But, and so that Thursday of Thanksgiving, you know that you're going to be having quote unquote dinner at noon at somebody's house, but yet it's a house where it's really fat phobic. And so it's going to be really hard. I know for a lot of people, what they will do because they don't trust themselves is they won't eat anything before they go. And then when they get to that house, it's hard to eat because of all of the, the body talk or, um, they're disconnected the whole time, or they feel really um, like they shouldn't be eating certain things. And you know, when we eat certain foods and we think we shouldn't be, that in itself is a restriction. And you can't really trick your mind on that part because it's it's a part of not giving yourself permission to eat. And when we don't have, when we have condi- conditions on permission to eat, it will set cravings to just be stronger. And again, it's just part of, our physiological need to have access to enough food. So anyway, what I encourage you to do is make sure every three or four hours you have enough food. And you may not always eat every three hours. I don't, I could care less like what happens at that point. But I really want you to practice practice permission to have access to that food every three hours. And I say three, it could be it could be more frequently than than that. Um, But there's something about that three hour mark for blood sugar that for many people, if they did eat an amount that was appropriate for them earlier in the day, about three hours later, most of us are starting to get hungry again. If you didn't eat enough for your body or something else is going on, you may need to eat sooner. That's I'm not saying wait till three hours. That's certainly not what I'm saying. But it's kind of like a minimum. And so before you even go to these events, I would encourage you to have food that feels good. Um, when I say feels good, I mean it's pleasurable, it's satisfying, you feel full from it. You know, it, it, and when I say feels good, like the amount of food feels like um, the amount that you want it to feel in your stomach. And that's only going to be like an answer. Like you only know how much that is. That's not a portion size. That's not a number on the hunger fullness scale because it's all what you think is enough. And then the, when you get home, to make sure that you allow yourself to eat when you, when you want. And for many of us, we eat past fullness on holidays like Thanksgiving. It's a really normal time to do that. And it's also normal to do it other times too. But I think it's really relatable when people say they eat past fullness on Thanksgiving. And so when we eat past fullness, for some people, three hours later, they may not be hungry yet. And what I would encourage you to do is to check in still three hours after eating a meal, even if you were really full. And again, if you're hungry before the three hours, I want you to eat too. And at the three hour mark, if you're like, oh, I don't want to eat anything. That's fine. That's totally fine. But I still want you to have permission. And I still want you to practice checking in. Doing things like checking in just helps that mind body connection to be 
um, I don't know, just a clear, clearer path in your brain. All right, enough for this week's After the Letters Project episode. And next week, I'm going to explore some more options to help you navigate food peace during the holidays. But until next time, take care.